0: This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program. Created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs, their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible find them on facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more
1: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma mike and here your host back with another episode coming to you from luther today uh, and i am going to try and say this uh, i have sandra on the podcast with me from dulce de donkey uh but if you go to oklahoma it'll take you to the same place that, I'm glad I know how to say that now because I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. How, where does the name come from? Well, it was actually, I don't really even know.
2: It was just, um, Donkey Milk was taken. I mean, you wouldn't think it is, but Europe, it's very big in Europe. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of the words were already claimed. And, you know, it's was very, what can we say that's catchy and fun and, not trademarked and yeah <laughs> so yeah
1: well good but, so obviously probably a lot of people listening were thinking donkey milk uh, they might not even ever heard of it um right but before we get into all the benefits from it and exactly what you do i guess give us a little bit of backstory about um about yourself i mean are you born and raised in oklahoma no
2: actually kansas on a wheat farm in kansas so i grew up in farming but not really animals um I never planned. We never planned on having <laughs> donkeys at all, much less milking them. So, um, yeah, that was not part of the plan. My husband was a builder and I was interior designer and, um, stay at home mom at the point that when we had the girls and, um, yeah, this wasn't part of the plan, but God had other plans. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so, so did, did kind of your husband's job bring you to Oklahoma?
2: Uh, no, I went to school at Oklahoma Christian university okay. and, um, got out of school and we met after that. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: so, yeah, he was building and I was doing the inter- interior design thing, designing bedding and pillows and traveling and all that. So, yeah, yeah it was totally different than milking donkeys what do you do now? <laughs> <laughs> or making skincare. Yeah. All of that. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you obviously, you know, you come to Oklahoma Christian, um, which obviously is not too far away, right? It's driving distance from, from home for Correct. you in Kansas, but yeah. you stay here. Uh, and then do you, do you get the farm? Like where, during, like, have you had the farm quite a long time or did you kind of live like the urban, like the urban life back yeah. to the farm?
2: Actually, we were um, living at Fort Gibson Lake and my husband was doing a project for some of his family members that on the canebrake at the time and so that's the resort and spa there and so he was building that out and that was when our daughter got sick and she had multiple tick bites and um, I think that was part of the trigger Mm -hmm. and um, so a lot of the kids that get this also have Lyme, Bartonella, other tick-borne diseases and they may not even realize it. And then she got strep, which we didn't know she had strep. She had no symptoms of strep, no fever, no sore throat, nothing, but literally overnight Mm -hmm. totally changed everything. And thankfully we were one of the few that got diagnosed correctly, but they still at the time, and still uh, treating an autoimmune disease is very, very difficult because your immune system is in this state of overdrive and attacking Mm -hmm. itself. So we called national Institute of mental health. They said their best guess was antibiotics every day until she was 18 or 21 or, uh, IVIG treatments, which were about $10,000 a pop. And they say, do that every month, not covered by insurance because at the time nobody had ever like a lot of doctors even denied it existed. Insurance companies sure denied it existed Mm -hmm. and still getting them to cover stuff is really hard. Um, And so we did a lot of praying and we did do antibiotics to treat the strep because she had strep, um, which triggered this. And then we did everything. I mean, we did herbs, we did homeopathy, we did naturopaths, we did traditional doctors. We did like, you name it, we tried it. Paleo diet, totally tried anything and everything. And then (laughs) camel milk, that's another story. And then we found out about donkey milk and within a few minutes of having her first dose, literally like within an hour, it was amazing the difference we saw. So we were like, okay, what do we need to do to make this happen? And we literally had donkeys on our property here before we had a house so
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: it was like all right we're, we're in so
1: yeah. yeah so I mean and that's like like you said like you know you you were diagnosed correctly luckily right I mean there's so many out there who get misdiagnosed and they just yeah. thrown pills or whatever and they hope right. to take care of it. I mean when she when yeah. she was six right when this happened right and, six you know yeah when, when he says you gotta have antibiotics till you're 18 I think that's of all the right. other, you know, think of all the other side effects and everything else that goes yeah. on. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a mother and, and a parent going through all that and thinking, right, if we can find something and trying everything and, and then you settle on, I guess, donkey milk, cat a cat did someone just suggest it or was that through research that you found it?
2: Well, we were, we had found camel milk, which, yeah, we, I started really researching, you know, praying for answers, crying. I mean, it was just like, what are we going to do? And, Unfortunately, a lot of the places and doctors, there wasn't a whole lot of hope. It was just very, we don't know. We don't know. And that's frustrating when you get that. But thankfully, at the time, that was actually a good thing because they admitted they didn't know. And instead of saying they did and yeah. just medicating the symptoms, I didn't. like. There was one specialist at the time who said they were a panda specialist and there was a wait list months long to see them. And I called in and I said, okay, it was in Arkansas, I think. And I said, well, are you just going to give her drugs to medicate, you know, behavioral symptoms? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, I don't need an appointment with you because I want to get to the root of this. Like, I'm not going to just, you know, it's kind of like giving your kids ibuprofen to take down their fever, just enough for them to get to school. (laughs) Like let's medicate the symptoms so they don't have a fever, but they're still sick. So um, that wasn't a good enough answer for us. Um, But Yeah. So the camel milk, I found that because a a lot of people to consider autism and pandas kind of under the same umbrella. I read an article about that and I started looking into autism because there was a lot more out there for kids with autism and recovering autism because pandas was very new to the game. Now I really believe it's all neuroinflammation, and you've got to calm down that inflammation. I'm not a doctor. None of this is medical advice, just mom talk. And so we really worked on calming the inflammation and calming down their immune system. So, um, but the, we went to a camel farm here in Oklahoma and that was a whole other story. turns out camels will crush your skull with their jaw. And I was like, how about we not do camels? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to visit there, I'll, I'll give you the guy's name. <laughs> 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 but, um, after that, I, there was a naturopath who was all into camel milk and I called her and I said, Hey, can we milk like alpacas or something smaller and less deadly? And, you know, still in the camel family. And she said, Oh, try donkey milk. Some kids do better with that. So that was how we were like, okay, let's figure out where we can and how we can do this. So, um, it's illegal to ship donkey milk raw, raw cow milk, any raw milk across state lines at all. And in Oklahoma, you have to actually come to the farm to pick it up. So, um, we do have the milk that we now import from Portugal that we can ship because it is freeze dried and pasteurized, but, and we ship that all over the United States. but the other you have to yeah. come here. And we have people that come from California, the coast, they drive all the way here for the raw milk and other people yeah. that live just close to us that come here for the freeze dried. So it just depends which one works better for them.
1: Yeah. So so once like, you know, your daughter gets that first kind of bit of donkey milk and it, it really may you, you know, you visibly see a difference like and, and it makes a right. difference. Like that's I mean it's like, yeah. of all the stuff. I mean what how long was that period between like getting diagnosed at 6 to this getting the donkey milk?
2: Uh, I think it was around three or four months by that point, which is really fast. So a lot of kids, unfortunately, especially back then, would go years without being diagnosed properly. So their doctors would say they had autism or OCD or schizophrenia or um, sensory processing disorder. They give them all these labels and they medicate, 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 medicate. Anxiety, you know, all these things um, instead of looking at. And and one of the problems is the awareness which we really felt strongly about sharing our story and we were thankful like the Maine Oklahoma program really helped us get the word out because we wanted people to understand what pandas disease is so it's pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep throat there's also pans which a lot of people say oh my kid didn't have strep well they can actually have strep in their gut they can have strep that's underlying and they don't really even realize it or show symptoms Um, And then PANS, it can be triggered by anything, any virus, um, any underlying issue, Lyme, something else can trigger the same exact type thing. So people are becoming more familiar with these things because you've seen on the news, COVID is triggering neuropsychiatric symptoms. So now you're probably going to be hard pressed to find a doctor out there that's going to say, oh, this mom is making this up. This doesn't exist because of COVID. So that's... One good thing that's come of it is that people and doctors are more aware that your immune system can cause inflammation in the brain, that can cause behavioral things and stuff to come out in a neuropsychiatric way.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's totally not, you're not going to medicate those symptoms and, and say, oh, this person doesn't have a virus. You're going to treat the virus mm-hmm. or the bacteria or Lyme disease or whatever.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. a silver lining. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Right. And I mean, it's like, you know, you dive into all that stuff, right. And it's just never ending. And that, you know, you're right. one textbook or you open up one research paper and you're like, whoa, this is right. You know, but the yeah. good thing is like, you're going through it. Like nothing beats life experience and actually right. in front of you, like this is clearly working because right. like, my, my child is getting better. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. And people always say, what is it about the milk? You know, and that's one thing you had asked me and, I mean, there's tons of research on our website. There is a lot of research on the milk and the the different components of the milk. And Europe, they usually use it for children and infants that are allergic to cow milk and soy milk. Mm -hmm. So that's what most of the research is based on. It's a really small donkey milk world. So I'd be communicating and talking to people in Europe and they'd say, we've never heard of it working for autoimmune disease, like what you're seeing there. But they were really impressed, and now they're starting to look into it for autoimmune as well. Yeah. So that's neat to see. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, it's you're just in it. You're in a pool, and helping. You know, everyone just wants to help, right? Or well, we'll find out yeah. how we can help others. And and sorry, when you're in a small community like that, that's trying to figure out. You know, like okay. I didn't know this word, this helps for this, but now we we can know and we can give it to more people over. I mean, the great thing about the internet is you can speak to someone like we're doing now, or you can speak to someone that's halfway around the world and have this conversation, which is great. Right. Yeah, it is. So, so that you just mentioned the donkeys are on the land before the house was built. Uh, Yeah. You know, like the clearly, you know, dove into it and was, uh, was the time, what were you thinking at that time? Like, let's just get a few and like, I'm sure at that point you weren't thinking this could be, uh, you know, at that point you're being a mother and I need to take care of my child. Right. It's not, you know, then it grows into how can I help others, right? Right.
2: Yeah. And it was, it was kind of, um, like, one of the things that, we realized was you also need to eliminate toxins and all these things that are causing inflammation Mm -hmm. and triggering these children's immune systems. So I started like going through our household and we were, I mean, I've had people say, Oh, this happened to your kid because you were feeding him junk food. I was like, I was the mom grinding my own wheat flour back off. (laughs) So before this happened, you know, we were on the healthy spectrum probably as far as your standard American diet, you know, um, So we did, you know, we're now paleo, we do things differently, but I started looking at, okay, what's in this soap? Because my daughter was washing her hands literally overnight. She started suddenly washing her hands until they would bleed and they were chapped and raw. And I'm going, what am I, what's, what is doing this to my daughter's hands? So we ended up, I started making soap and making a moisturizer and, um, making a natural deodorant which that one doesn't have donkey milk in it but one of the things a lot of these children have is extreme body odor which your body's trying to detox through your sweat yeah well you don't want to block that sweat you need to sweat that's a good thing that's why you would go sit in a sauna so you can sweat well most deodorants are blocking your sweat glands and not letting you sweat Gotcha. but you don't want to stink you don't want your kid to have extreme body odor which is you know, a whole different animal. Well, so,
1: enough growing up being a teenager. Exactly. Animal, so yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So we developed a natural deodorant. And a lot of the products actually um came from something we tried on the donkeys first. <laughs> so like they would have flies, and I would come up with a salve to put on to keep the flies off. And then I'd be like, Well, let's try this on my hair, or let's try this <laughs> for a deodorant base or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't test on bunnies, but we do on our animals. <laughs> our donkeys get. Mm-hmm try it out first before you do. So, I mean, we've used our soaps on our donkeys when they've had skin issues, we've used, you know, all of that, but, um, yeah, it was a lot of trial and error and figuring things out and, you know, how to milk donkeys and these animals have never been milked before. I mean, so you're bringing on an animal that's like, what are you doing? That's not like a cow that, you know, was milked. This mother was milked, you know,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. So been, you know, kicking and, you know, just, we've been very blessed with a veterinarian who showed up one day and saved one of our donkeys lives. And he's now on the board of our nonprofit. Um, yeah. And has helped a lot. So we're just, you know, we wouldn't be here. It really is miraculous that our farm is still here. We have, um, a lot of things that have made possible. People think oh, the milk is really expensive, you know, well, the milk is expensive because donkeys make very, very, very small amounts of milk. So, um, they're not, they haven't been bred over the years to have giant udders that hang down to the ground and make hundreds of gallons a day or whatever, you know, we don't, it's a very small quantity, but the good thing is like our daughters drink a very small quantity every day. You don't, you don't like pour it on your cereal, then drinking big glass of milk. You can actually, um, I have to tell people start very, very slow
1: because you don't want to overdo it so and so so it's something that people like just take kind of like a shot a day like they would do with anything and else that's more of like a um uh, what's the right word I'm trying to think of not I mean it's not not something like you just mentioned you know just like get up in the morning and drink a tall glass of milk just because you want right. you know yeah. so that like this is you know there's health benefits and there's a reason to it just like you would take a vitamin or vitamin like Americans say it sorry right. <laughs> <laughs> you know just like a little yeah. uh, supplement or something that's what I'm thinking of um, just right. a shot or whatever you know that's don't know. Yeah,
2: and Probably. I have to avoid ever saying that because if I do, and people say I'm practicing medicine, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, I can say that our daughters drink a half a cup a morning and the half a cup at night. However, when people start, I tell them, you know, maybe start with a teaspoon. Gotcha. And maybe then work up to two teaspoons or three a day. And then, you know, just depending on, because a lot of us, our bodies can't detox well. Yeah. And so, it's just like you wouldn't take a whole bottle of antibiotics and right. then you're gonna hurt the Herximer reaction. Um you know, you can look at all the research that is on our website. But there's lysozyme, it's a high lysozyme content in donkey milk, and lysozyme is naturally immune-modulating and antibacterial. So you it's it's not um it's not like taking a drug, but it is so healthy that it's kind of like people take something super healthy and it may not sit well until you get your body used to it or yeah yeah that's kind of the best way to explain
1: it so so take me through I guess the timeline then of you know getting the farm having the donkeys thinking okay we're gonna move here I mean, how long do you just get one at the time? Like to get to where we are now. Right. Cause we're right. You know, like, we, we got to come out and you have yeah. 31 now and a big, right.
2: Yeah. So which is really funny because when we started talking to people in Europe, we had 15. And when I would tell people we have 15 here, they're like, wow, that's a lot of donkeys. And they were like, really? So small (laughs) Because in Europe, they'll have hundreds of donkeys. So we're still small. Yeah. We're still very small on the worldwide (laughs) uh, donkey world, but um, we had three, we got three, two were bred jennies. Mm -hmm. So female donkeys are Jennies, And then we got one Jack Kramer. And so they were already bred and then they had their babies on the farm. And then we started milking those too. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have American mammoth donkeys, which are considered critically endangered on the American Heritage Conservancy. And um, actually George Washington is considered the father of the breed because he wanted to bring over uh, the King of France, I believe he sent over the first ones as a gift to George Washington. We found out he wanted these big donkeys. So Mm -hmm. he sent them from France. Uh, one, I believe died on the trip over the other one survived. So they needed these big, big donkeys to breed to the horses here to make mules. Mm -hmm. And the mules helped settle this country because mules are super sturdy because they have that side Mm -hmm. of the donkey. So when farmers start using tractors and they don't need a big donkey, you know, to breed to make giant mules and they don't need, you know, so the donkeys sort of go by the wayside. So there's fewer and fewer of these big donkeys around and they're really like gentle giants. They're sweet and gentle natured and people think they're mean and they come up and they're just shocked because they'll follow us around and be like in our face and (laughs) super, super docile. So
1: yeah. Yeah. So, so, right. then, so you get three, and at that point, right. it's you know great. We're milking them. You know, you're you're helping your daughter that way. Right. In in Oklahoma. Um. Yeah. Like, when do you start thinking we can help others and start producing this? I guess when does it become a charity then?
2: Right. Well, we. <laughs> I was making the soap and giving it away. And my husband was like, you need to start selling this because we can't just keep giving away soap all the time. And we need to pay the feed bill for these mammoth donkeys. And so, um, and it's not like other animals, like we share the milk with the mother and the baby. We don't take all of it. Like with cows, they can just take the baby away, bottle feed it and they get all the milk. That doesn't work with donkeys. You have to totally respect that relationship with the mother and the baby. And we mutually, share and we have that. Um, so there's even less milk for us and for, you know, but the baby gets it and we get it. Um, so we, you know, you have babies and then they have babies, but you don't even breed them back until they're at least three. And when actually some of these donkeys here are not ours. We had my uncle in Kansas, somebody came to get hay from him because they have farming family there. And he said, what do you need all this hay for? And this guy was like, you ever heard of mammoth donkeys and so my uncle says yeah my niece has some she milks them in Oklahoma well this guy had heard of us it's a small world and so he connected us and now this gentleman who has these amazing beautiful spotted mammoth donkeys in Kansas he lets us take the mothers and babies and bring them here and milk them and then we take them back to him when they're old enough and and then he has really well trained donkeys and so it's it's that's been a big blessing, too, because yeah we own you know, so yeah. it helps there's a lot of things that have just really worked out, and initially we actually i I was telling people about it in panda's groups and online and stuff, and nobody wanted to try it I mean it was very. We were, we were like, look, we'll give you the first jar free if you come get it at the farm. And we want you to buy two because I felt like they needed to give it a chance to work. But yeah. we'll give you the first jar if you'll just come and try this. If you have a sick kid and that's still our policy and the skincare helps us pay for that. Um, and then we also have the nonprofit now that helps. And we have health events out here um, where those are free for people with autoimmune kids. And uh, it's but it's kind of morphed into it's, it's about more than just donkey milk because we want to educate and help people understand. And, um, but yeah, we started having people coming out and then they would try it. And then they would share with other people what they were seeing and how it was helping their kid. Because if I'm telling people about it Mm -hmm. and I have to always say, I'm not a doctor. This is just what we've seen with our kid. And then, you know, I I I have to be even careful about the research that I share because you don't want anyone to say you're making claims or any of this, but if other people tell people about it, that is the best advertisement ever. Uh So, um, yeah, it, it just kind of grew and we've been at it for a few years. So we have had multiple babies born on the farm and a lot of them, I mean, we, we have 30 donkeys. We only have like four that are in milk right now because most of them are babies that are growing up and we, you can't breed them back until they're three or four years old. So you just feed them. A lot oh, it's, <laughs> for I mean, it's
1: years. Just, yeah, it's just it's just feeding the money, right? Like right. Yeah, exactly. until yeah. yeah, until it yeah. gets to the age Yeah, yeah you're right.
2: Yeah, like and you don't milk them very long either. So yeah. you know, people look out here and they're like, "Oh, you're milking all these donkeys." No, <laughs> we're only milking a few of them. We're growing babies. We're taking care of them. We're treating them right. We're you know doing everything that we can to keep them healthy and feeding them and feeding them and feeding them.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, so you, really- mentioned, you mentioned events. Tell me about the events you guys have been having just to kind of help and, 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 you know, p- speakers who are coming out to these events as well to talk right. about this subject.
2: Yeah. So we have, it's called, our nonprofit is called he Haw for health. And the first one we had, we had about 400 people out here mm-hmm. and their kids and they, we had doctors, um, MDs, researchers, um, we actually had a researcher from Portugal that came and spoke about the donkey milk and the research he had done. Our farmer from Portugal and his wife came and they spoke about the milk. And then we had, um, multiple doctors, neuros, neuro chiropractors, uh, gut microbiologist, um, a functional nutritionist, a homeopath, like a lot of the things that help our kids are not covered by insurance hmm. and they're beyond like a magic pill. So there's a big picture that parents need to look at. Unfortunately, by the time most kids get diagnosed in proper treatment, their parents have spent about a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So it's devastating to families financially. Usually one parent has to quit their job to stay home with their kid, um, it's, it's really a difficult, difficult disease. So we wanted to have a free event that parents could come with their kids because so many of them have severe separation anxiety that they cannot leave them at home. And we wanted it to be not, um not scary. A lot of them are terrified of doctor's offices because of all the testing and prodding and all of this. So we just wanted, and so we set up tents in the woods and the kids would go and they would see different practitioners and, and get a consultation without it being a consultation, but um, they'd get to chat with doctors and kind of get feedback. And it was so amazing because these doctors literally just gave their time to come for the day and, and practitioners and some came from Texas, California It was really beautiful to see. Um, and we had fun stuff with the kids. St. Nicholas came and was like handing out little coins to the kids. And, um, we had a deal where they could turn in all their Halloween candy and get stuffed animals that my mom actually donated because a lot of them, like even it takes away so many of things that people take for granted, like going trick or treating. Well, they're on a strict diet. They can't have sugars. They can't have dyes. So all these kids got to go trick-or-treating, get all their candy, throw it in the mouth of a pig and like, you know, a cornhole type thing. And then they got a stuffed animal. It was so fun and just like kids laughing while their parents were learning. It was just this amazing, amazing day. So last year we did not have it because of all the stuff. Um, And so this year we're really hoping we'll be able to do it again. and. Yeah. That's in the fall around the first weekend of November. So we already have some great
1: speakers yeah, that we're yeah. really excited about. So, and, yeah. And, and you've mentioned the skincare stuff at this, uh, before, uh, you know, already, but like, right. what was it, the skincare and and the deodorant stuff? Like, is it just to just something that it was a byproduct and like, hang on, this might work. Let's see what we can do. with
2: <laughs> it. Well, and what's really interesting is, um, the skincare is huge in Europe. I mean, Donkey Mouse skincare is huge. And it was so new here. Nobody'd heard of it. And we started doing it. And then we got in some shops and made in Oklahoma and shared about it. And so um, it, the skincare really took off. And, you know, right now we have more milk that. We, we actually run short of the freeze dried milk that we ship across the United States. And now we have more of our raw milk. So, you know, if it, if we aren't selling the raw milk, we still have to pay for all this feed for all these animals. So I'm like, well, I have to get more skincare sales to balance that out. And unfortunately we've had a lot of the shops that carry our soap have been really hit hard with COVID small shops. You know, we're, we're trying, we had everything ready to go on Amazon and I pulled the plug. Cause I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do Amazon. I don't want to be a part of the big machine. I want to, and that kills the small businesses too. And I know that's totally anti successful business (laughs) thing because you get, you get on Amazon and you do the big stuff, but you know, we could have done that and we could have done it free as a handmade on Amazon handmade. And I mean, I had everything all lined up and I was like, no, I'm not, we're not doing that. We're just, you know, we count on the small businesses and they count on us to be something different and unique to carry their product. And we have our website where people can order that way. Um, So I'm really hoping that was a good move, but you know, we count on and we count on podcasts like this to help us get the word out because Mm -hmm. really the skincare finances, the farm and, and just miraculous stuff. We've had like, this week it was a total blessing. We had a family that their kid was really helped with the milk and we hadn't heard from, and you know, a lot of them, they only need the milk for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, for, for whatever reason, there's no, there's not research. We would love to have research done on this, but getting funding for research. Yeah. Research to find out, <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah. who wants to research donkey milk? Like what profit is there in that? Right. So, but anyway, some kids don't need it forever. They just need it for a little while. And this family, they, sent us a check and they were like, use it however you need it for hay, for, you know, fighting humaner for whatever you need it for us. It was like, I mean, God provides for us. It's really, it's amazing to see. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I I mean, there's so many stories like that, right. Uh, Of, you know, uh, that you have experienced. Um, I mean, as though, you know, the, the, there's many things that, like you said, the donkey milk is, is helping people with. Um, and like you've mentioned as well, obviously, you know, this is not like, this is just, this is not medical advice or anything. This is just stuff right. you know, that experience, seeing and hearing from others. Other thing, you know, like you mentioned, um, when, when I, we tried before you mentioned the eczema, right? And skin stuff, right? That's right. I, I, you know, just, you mentioned know, so we call it as hands. Like it's, it's not just, right. you know, it's not, it's not just one thing. It seems like it's a lot of things.
2: Right. There's so much, I mean, so much of our immune system resides in our gut. And so people will ask me, you know, well, which soap is the best one for this or this or this? And I'm going, well, you know, this, I'm not a doctor. However, if I was your doctor, you know, I'd probably be telling you, your skin is an indicator of what's going on inside of you. And, you know, if your skin is, is flaring with all of these things, let's look at what's going on inside of you because I think your skin is sort of God's way of getting your attention. You know, if you've got eczema, what's wrong on the inside? Why is Mm -hmm. your body inflamed to the point of you having eczema? So, you know, a lot of people will come out and get the milk and some people choose to treat it topically. And, you know, that's, everybody goes a different route, whatever they want to do. You know, we'd love to have, we do have, I had a psychiatrist contact me this. Week from Oregon, and she wanted to put the milk in the freeze dried milk in her office for her patients. So that's amazing. We have multiple doctors, MDs, that are now seeing the results in children and other people, and they are recommending the milk. And that's incredible because these are doctors that truly care about their patients and they don't care if they're not making money on a product that they're selling. They're just, this will help somebody. I'm going to recommend it. And a lot of them just send their patients to us and say, get get this here or whatever. Yeah. And then I don't have to say try it or try to convince people right. and
1: Yeah. And it's, it's much easier sell when it's referraled referred to right. from a doctor yeah. than it right. is, you know, trying to convince yeah. somebody at a farmer's market or wherever, you know, right. like, hey, this is good for you. Especially right. you say, you know, like like you mentioned, it is a little bit expensive or You know, we take a risk on this stuff. But it sounds like a risk for people, doesn't it? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And it sounds crazy. And I'm like, you know, I always tell people, so maybe it is a placebo effect. Maybe it is that you have to believe in something. Maybe there's nothing to this milk at all. Fine. That's fine. We don't care why it works. We don't care if it's, you know, because of the faith to believe that God can provide something that's not a pharmaceutical. Maybe that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But I don't care.
1: (laughs) I don't care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If
2: it's helping my kid and if it's helping other kids, we'll keep doing this as long as we're supposed to do this. And, you know, it is unfortunate because a lot of natural things are getting completely shut down right now. And so I have to be so careful what we say and, you know, always put out a disclaimer. We've had horrible hit pieces done on us and our farm and, Unfortunately, it's by Oklahoma places, Oklahoma journalists. And so I was really, I was a little gun shy for a while there. Like, what do I say that won't get me butchered by somebody in the media? And, you know, it's real easy to poke fun of our family. Yeah. I mean, donkeys, milking donkeys. We've heard all the jokes like, shoot me a joke. I've heard it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. really, it's easy. Like we, we could have, we could have done a name yeah. on our soap that would have gotten us a lot of publicity. And I was like, that's not who we are. That's not, yeah. you know, but, um, we're always, we've, you know, as long as we're supposed to be doing this and as long as there's a need for it. But, you know, it is frustrating lately. Like we stepped back from Facebook and some of the social media and all that craziness. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, how do I tell people? How do I tell people what we're doing? Because as long we're only here if we're needed and um, the soap, you know, we're looking at, okay, we can make more soap because we have so much milk right now, which is a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. But if people aren't coming for it, I'm going to turn it into soap so for a while we were like okay we would only give priority to children and i had people adults that needed it and i was like if i've got all my kids covered then i'll give it to an adult but now i'm like if you're if you want to come try it and see if it would help you then you're welcome because otherwise i'm turning it into soap yeah so or we're
1: drinking it (laughs) right Uh, so, so to that point then um i guess you know, where, if someone's listening to things, hang on a second, I've had the condition or I've had something or just a, a brainwave that's gone off since they've been listening and think, hang on, maybe this will work for me. Where's the best place to send them?
2: Well, you know, they can go com, and that'll bring up our skincare website and that, but for the milk, donkeymilkforhealth.com is our website for the milk alone. And that has the powdered milk, which is freeze-dried And then it also has a link to our raw milk, which to get the raw milk, it says it's sold out because we can't sell it online. You have to actually email us and we will then tell you how to come pick it up. So yeah. and we can't even sell that at farmer's markets. You have to pick it up at the farm on the
1: farm. Yeah. 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 And that's the same for all raw milk, right? That's not just, right. yeah. not Oklahoma just the, that's the thing that is, a, yeah. that is a milk thing in general
2: um, Yeah, for Oklahoma. Different States yeah. have different raw milk laws, but it is illegal to ship raw milk in the United States. So mm-hmm. it's an FDA regulation, but we've had people drive here from California and get a whole cooler full because it's frozen in glass jars uh-huh. so they can keep it in the freezer and then thaw it out as they need it.
1: Yeah. It's crazy yeah. that people drive that far, isn't it? And oh that,
2: yeah. Yeah. It. It's worth it. yeah. And typically the people that will drive that far are people from the Middle East, from Europe. They're like, my grandpa drank this it's for X, Y, Z. Yeah. And they're like my grandpa or my grandma or, you know, those are, I love meeting those people and hearing their stories because they have a cultural Knowledge of these things that our ancestors used, or and it's been old
1: medicine, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's really cool. And so, they'll tell me, you know, this is how I knew about it. This is, and if you, I mean, if you look on YouTube, there's other countries that they know and they use it for stuff and, and they they're not ashamed and, and they're not scared to speak what they're using it for. I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, diving I a mean, like, YouTube rabbit hole if we get it. Right. <laughs> like, <Googling that. laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Anyway. Well, well uh, Sandra, I really appreciate you spending some time and, uh, Thank and sharing you. your story. It's, it's incredible and, and you know, Thank wish you. you all the best. And, and, and hopefully, you. You, hopefully you hopefully don't have to go down the Amazon route and, and small <laughs> businesses get back. And, and you mentioned right. Maine, Oklahoma and Oklahoma Agro Tourism have been a huge help to you and, and continue yes. to be a huge help. Um, yes, yes. But for people listening, I'll post all those website links in the description and yeah, hopefully they'll keep an eye out and come out to your event in the fall. Uh, if yeah. It is up and, you can yeah. and
2: We are also, we're opening up the farm to birthday parties and events and stuff like that as another source of revenue. So if anybody wants to have a party with the donkeys, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> on, we're like, whatever. Yeah. Awesome.
2: But yeah, we, we appreciate you and the work you're doing too, to bring light to Oklahoma, people doing different things so appreciate it i really
1: appreciate that uh so for everyone listening i'll post the links in the description and yeah we will catch you next episode cheers all right
0: This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program. Created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs, their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more.